and welcome back to the Survivor Wildcards. I'm Brendan. And I'm Allie. And this is our weekly podcast that went on hiatus for almost two years, where we talk about our favorite television show, Survivor. Um, this feels so weird to be back and doing this. I feel like I am a different human being. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a long time. I feel like the last time we recorded this was like May 2020. It's March 2022. We've both yeah. been through a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, without giving away our life stories, we are—we have both moved at least once since we last did this. We've both changed jobs, like, completely at least once. Um like everything about our lives has changed. Um, it has been absolutely uh, crazy. Like truly yeah. there was no way for us to have done this podcast until this moment. And even this moment is pushing it because I was almost like admitted to a hospital last week. So even this recording is pushing the limits. So I'm excited to be back. It's just, it's so crazy because I feel like so much has changed about me personally. Like my relationship to Survivor has changed. Survivor itself has changed. So yeah, I don't know. How are you feeling about starting this up again? <laughs> it is interesting. Yeah, because like not only have we changed so much, but definitely our relationship with Survivor has changed. I feel like the last time we were recording, I had just written like the second version of the game that we wrote with our friends and like play with our friends and we were in the trenches. Um, I was a grad student working three jobs and then devoting all of my free time to that. Um, that is not my life anymore. That is not my relationship with Survivor anymore. So it'll be interesting to come back around to this and like do it in a more casual way. I was going to say, yeah, I feel like we're both still super fans. We both still like got really into 41, but we definitely like, I feel like when COVID first hit, Survivor was my kind of like, rock of stability that I clung to in the midst of like all of the craziness and all of the uncertainty and it was like so useful for that but then as I had to start to adjust to like the reality of like oh we're gonna be living in a pandemic for like so much time and having to learn like how to balance my life out like I kind of almost had to like push it away for a little bit because it was becoming like I had put like too many like mental health eggs in that basket of like this is how I'm gonna cope with this situation and now it's like really nice to come back to it it's like oh it's fun again and like I'm not like I'm gonna be able to enjoy this and like have a fun time also the whole reason we started this podcast was just as a way for us to like talk every week which was kind of like the whole point and now I feel like we're kind of back in that headspace which is fun yeah, definitely fun. It's funny because we, like, have made friends through this game that we, like, yes. made friends with, but for the whole hiatus of the actual show, like, we didn't really engage with it at all, you know? Like, we kind of took that no. as our own break, too. So, like, that was interesting. <laughs> we created our own little Survivor world and made friends through that, but then, I mean, there wasn't any Survivor to watch. I will say... Oh my God, I am so pissed because we have never been right about a single goddamn thing on this podcast, except for, spoiler alert, if you are getting into Australian Survivor and you're watching the season with Aganoa and Sinapu and Vavau, 
but Allie and I were podcasting on that right when COVID hit. And we had gotten like, <clears throat> I don't know, like halfway through, maybe I forget. But we had takes on that season. Again, spoiler alert. And we said Christy should win this season, like pretty early on, like we had pegged her. And we have never been right about anything. And of course, that is the season we don't finish. And lo and behold, who wins that season of Survivor but Christy? So I'll give ourselves a pat on the back. We were right. We just didn't have the follow through we needed to prove it. (laughs) Yeah. But I loved watching that. I was so glad we finished it. Yeah, we finished it. Um, we both got COVID. Um, maybe yeah. from each other, maybe separately. Who knows? But when we were in our quarantine, we would just like text and sync up, and like that's how we actually ended up finishing it. Like it was kind of like yeah. full circle, which is funny. Sorry for not podcasting. We both had COVID at the time we were watching <laughs> it, so we couldn't really have long conversations. <laughs> um, like I said, a lot has happened in the past two years um but you know i had a great time watching australian survivor i'm gonna i feel like my goal coming into this is to channel some of that um on holiday energy that we had to our standard um survivor coverage you know we'll transition from our road to 40 where we drove ourselves crazy recording in the middle of the night watching survivor for like 12 hours a day uh to our our chiller um a six hour time change. <laughs> yeah. It's literally calling you while you're like in Italy staying up late <laughs> on like shitty Airbnb Wi-Fi. Yeah, that was the time. Yeah, I'm also I feel like that we're we're also trying to bring that energy to our lives. So more relaxed for sure. <laughs> we're old now. We're in our like mid to late twenties, so yeah. We gotta hit the brakes. <laughs> Ali's like, that's horrifying. We don't talk about that here. Um, I'm still like, my sister is two years younger than me. And when people are like, oh my God, Emmy's going to be 25 this year. I'm like, no, Emmy can't be 25. Like I'm 23. So I'm, yeah, that's not possible actually. It's not, I'm it's older than her and I'm not 25. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but I guess for anyone that is, I mean, for the negative 10 people out there that listen to this podcast, <laughs> um, <laughs> we're excited to be back. And we're not going to be, I mean, we're, we're toning it down, but we're still going to get super into this season. I'm super excited about this season. I think we're still going to do, we're not going to do it for this first episode, just because, like I said, it was a bit of a Hail Mary getting this recorded just because of some stuff that I've been dealing with. Ali's traveling. So once we get into our rhythm, we're still going to do our top and bottom castaway of the week. And I think our blindside question about the episode, we're still going to dump the rice on each other. But instead of dumping the rice, it has to be anything about Survivor in the interest of kind of opening this up to be a little bit more freeform, we're basically going to do dump the rice, but it has to be anything but Survivor. So we're just going to kind of flip it on its head. Um, We might do like recommendations of something we watched one week, something we saw in the news, just like a funny story that we haven't told the other person, but we're going to kind of just like open it up, make it a little bit more casual rather than constantly being a deep dive into Survivor um, and try to just keep it a little more fun and truly lean into the wild card part of our name which has always been you know the goal kind of so I'm excited for that yeah I feel like another like disclaimer for our negative 10 listeners is 
Alias traveling is going to be a theme this season. Um, I don't say yeah. it very long. It's always been a theme. I don't know what you're, I don't know why you're pretending <laughs> like this is new. But I'm just saying like, I won't have my mic. So if my sound quality is off, that's why. <laughs> I, we're going to get the um, FCC is going to come down on us. I think actually they, they watch us pretty closely. Since we're so much I guess before we jump into 42, we should probably acknowledge there has been another season of Survivor that neither of us have said anything about that took place in the fall that launched this like new era, drop the four, keep the one. So I guess like super quick, if we have takes on that or kind of like how we felt about 41 and how that's impacting us going into 42, um, I can start or if you have anything, feel free to go go in well i just i just want to say like the reason we didn't record on 41 is mainly because i was a whole disaster so (laughs) i guess i wasn't gonna say that but (laughs) (laughs) i guess like reflecting on that season do you kind of like i mean it was a wild ride in terms of like the edit the the people we were introduced to the people who left us who left us early who ended up winning so do you feel like you kind of like wish we recorded that or we probably would have just been wrong everything the whole time. So. I think we would have been wrong. I also think, I think my thing with 41 was I, before COVID happened, I think I was like so much more of a survivor purist in the mm-hmm. sense of like, don't touch the game. And like, I liked fire tokens, but like edge of extinction, how dare you? And well, that still wasn't a good twist, but you know, like I was a little <laughs> bit more like, rigid and like I don't want them to change things whatever and then like you face global mortality and you're kind of like who fucking cares you know what throw the rule book out I don't care how long do we have here Jeff do whatever you want <laughs> like I don't really care anymore <laughs> so like I definitely like I don't I don't love all of the stuff they did in 41 that they changed some of it I really liked but I'm also like I was less offended by some of the choices, even if I didn't like it, I was like, you know what? It's a game where people run around an island in their underwear and like carry torches and like, I don't know, you know, like it's not mm-hmm. that serious. So um, I'll say just like quick highlights. I think Shot in the Dark is the best twist they've introduced as like a new standard to the game in a long time. I think it's, I know like it hasn't worked yet, but I don't think it has to save someone to work. I think just the paranoia of introducing that is like super smart. I think the odds they have for it are fair. I think it's brilliant. I love that they introduced that. I will say not to like jump the gun on it, even though it didn't work. I do feel like it was played correctly in this. I agree. So I love shot in the dark. Um, I'm not even, I was not even going to address this. I don't miss come on in guys. Everyone I can't even believe the outrage that has happened. My one comment for that would be production has gone out of their way in the past to protect players from the racist things they've said because they knew people were going to get mad watching the show and they could have had the foresight to realize that people were going to get mad at a contestant if they spoke up about taking away come on in guys. And if they wanted to change it, they should have just changed it themselves. But glad they changed it. Whatever. (laughs) Anyway. um, So... Um, that's that, uh, the hourglass twist. I don't think it's shocking to say I did not like, I think, yeah, that was just like a big swing and a miss. I I don't think that's shocking to anyone. I don't think like as a whole, I think there's something there that could be workable. I feel like we're 
probably going to see a reworked version of it in 42. So I'm hoping they reworked it. Um, but in its form that it was used on 41, I didn't love that. I thought the twist with Deshaun do or die was actually kind of cool. Maybe it's a little too intense that you just get sent home immediately. But um, I like that concept of like adding stakes to competing in the challenge. The idle talking thing we can talk about in the context of 42 since we know it's coming again. Yeah, I mean, um, you know cool idea. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really brilliant idea, but they shouldn't have made the phrases so wacky. Like make it make the phrases a little bit more normal and like it would be a lot better. I think making yeah. the phrases just so outlandish really cheapens that twist. I feel like I like the bones of it, but uh, I would definitely do it differently. And I don't even know if I would do it in a way where you have to, like, say something on the map, you know? Like, you could have to plant something yeah. to challenge or something like that. But I feel like the goal of that twist about, like, introduce something but automatically link people and, like, are they going to work together, whatever, we see a a hundred times better executed and designed version of that in our first episode of 42, which very excited to talk about the amulet advantage. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I liked 41. I thought, I thought it was a strong return for a show that had been on hiatus. I think survivor needed new life. Super excited to see that they committed to casting um, in the way that they did. I liked a lot of the cast. I think some of the th ways they experimented with editing the season were a little jarring and confusing in terms of getting to know the cast. I know like you felt that way in particular. Like we talked about like everyone we know just left, like who is still here? <laughs> yeah. I felt like they sacrificed the season story to tell individual stories just because they liked them. And like their stories yeah. were good and it was like nice to see but like we definitely lost that winner story in the process. Yeah, it was like, it was cool because we got to go with some people really well, but then all of a sudden it was like the final seven and they were all gone. And it was like, mm -hmm. wait a minute, what is the arc of this season? Like where, like what just happened? <laughs> so, but I feel like they already, I feel like in 42, they've like, they're still doing the flashback edits, which I like, but they've like toned it down already. Like it already feels like they've learned a little bit and like reeled it in, um, which is going to happen. Like they're experimenting left and right with a show that's been on the air for so long. You know, like there's going to be things that hit, mm -hmm. things that don't, things that need to be tweaked. Um, but I, I came out of 41 feeling I liked, I thought Erica was a fantastic winner. I think we actually pegged her as a winner correctly. Like, we were way off until all of a sudden we weren't. And we were like, she's the only option. And that was not super late into the season when we realized that. I no, think. it was probably like eight or nine. Yeah. And I think once we realized, oh, my God, she's probably going to win. And you watched her and you were really, like, paying attention to her. It was really enjoyable. Even though the show didn't highlight her as much. It was like, if you knew to look for her, it was like, oh, wow, she's doing an amazing job. Um, so it was definitely, like, a satisfying payoff. Um it was just cool to see Survivor back. Yeah, yeah, and it's exciting. And I'm, like, very amped for 42. Excited about this cast as well. Something differently we did this season, because um, we were all busy and all over the place, is we actually did, like, a yeah. randomized draft, which I'm liking so far. I feel like it makes it all more lighthearted, and, like, I'm just, like, more generally into everyone than, like, rooting for the people I have hand-selected, you know? I think it's fun. 
I agree. No, I'm enjoying that we did like a random pick. I feel like it's making me like pay more attention to some people. Like I probably wouldn't have normally paid attention to based on like I normally tend to pick. Um, and I really like this cast and I really like, um, I, I feel like we got to know a lot of people in this premiere, but it didn't feel like heavy handed with how they did it. Yeah, I saw on Reddit that every person in the cast got a confessional last night. So I really like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then there were well, yeah, definitely people who got more screen time, but like there, there are big things happening in the premiere, you know. I think there were like a couple of standouts, and a couple of people were standouts multiple times, you know, like Drea ran for her tribe, she also went to the mountain. Jenny solved that puzzle, she also went to the mountain, like things like that. Yeah. Yeah, there were people who kind of stood out. That's what I thought was interesting. It was like people who stood out by virtue of them kind of landing in the right spot. Like Drea being on that leg of the challenge and then also going to the mountain. But also like she also seems like someone to watch out for. Like it's kind Mm -hmm. of like working out. Like she seems like she's, yeah, yeah, like she seems like someone we're going to have to pay attention to. And she also happens to be someone who gets involved in these like advantages. But then there's also someone like Marianne who is like kind of like already being set up as like a character narrator. Like she's obvious, she just pops on the screen so much that it's obvious. Like I hope we're with her for a while because she's just a joy to to have. She's just like so fun. And then you have like the blue tribe. I will say it felt kind of like clear to me that like the blue tribe was going to be the one who maybe like, went to tribal because it felt like they were the one immediately that was like this feels more like the classic like edit of like they're setting tension here for something to like boil over and go wrong <laughs> yeah i feel like we definitely saw more dynamics with them um and with the green tribe which i think is Vati, we saw like a couple yeah. dynamics set up where there's like a two a two and a two but generally, it seems like everyone's, like, getting along with each other. It's not, like, something we're, like, really worried about. They were just like, oh, these people are friends. So I wonder if that's more important later. It's like, oh, we know that these two people are tight on their original tribe or whatever. Right. Yeah, agreed. Um, and I thought that, yeah, I mean, I was, I did miss, I missed the marooning a little bit. Like, I was, I felt like the opening challenge, the advantage was amazing, but it was, like, a little bit like chiller than what they've done in the past like it was a little bit like scaled back which I didn't really mind it just felt really different compared to the only time I can think of something similar is like the ghost island like yeah, opening where they did just have like another it. challenge on the beach um it's like ghost island they beefed it up yeah yeah but I I just want to like pause quickly to talk about the amulet advantage name aside I have been dreaming of an advantage like this on Survivor for so long where they do one of these relays and they send people out of sight from different tribes and they give them the chance to work together to earn some kind of advantage. And when I saw it happening, I was like, I can't believe it because they stopped doing those kinds of challenges. I thought it would never happen. So when Mm -hmm. I saw that it was happening, I was like, oh my God, like I'm in. Like this is good evolution of the game. This is smart. This is something that like, orgs do a lot like this is like one of the fan things i feel like people have kind of wanted to come into the game so i was like this is cool yeah and um now that you bring it up i actually think that it's a much better way on 
like giving people knowledge about people on other tribes, having them have an incentive to both work together and actively work against each other than like standing on their mat and talking about broccoli. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's like, it's such a more clever dynamic way of like kind of accomplishing the same goal. I do. I could see how it's confusing. Like I had to explain it watching with my parents. I know like I had to explain how the advantage worked like once or twice until they were like, Oh, that's hard. And I was like, yeah, but it's cool. <laughs> Cause like not only now are these people linked and they think like, even if it was just a normal advantage, they all got an advantage and they shared that moment. I think it's cool. Also the blood, whatever producer <laughs> thought, you know what? We know it would be worth it. Let's just put fake blood and see what they do. Get a raise. It was yes. hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> it was but so it was... ridiculous. The fact that it was there and then the fact that they thought, yeah, we'll use that. Like, yeah, without, so like, he covered himself in blood, which was awesome. Like, hilarious to watch. But at the same time, it's like, babe, that's too much blood. <laughs> like, what yeah, like, doing? what happened to you? Like, how are you going to explain that? Yeah, um, so that was I think I have a, um, a take from my father, and I'm curious if you think. Yeah, because I watched with my dad. We're in Florida together. Um, he okay. So for the amulet advantage, he was like best case scenario: you get to the merge, and the other two people have been voted out. But if you get to the merge and they're still around, you should work together. Like you shouldn't try and vote each other out. Yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting i agree i think best case scenario is they both get voted out and you your hands are clean and no one ever finds out and you have an idol now i think what i've thought about is if there's any kind of swap this gets messy af because if you get swapped with one person then what do you do because if it's just two of you you can't use it Mm -hmm. so do you have to like oh we're gonna have a truce because we both want to survive this or is it like well now's my chance I can take out one person and this goes up by one or is that the moment the two of you say hey let's survive and then when the two of us get to the merge we'll vote out the third person you know like yeah there's so I, many possibilities I hope we get to see that possibility like I, I, I hope. do hope there is a swap this season I will say that was the thing about 41 41 needed a swap a hundred percent they needed a swap pre-merge and they needed to not do so many tribal councils post-merge that were split or had like half the cast safe because <laughs> it really just let that majority alliance yeah. crush everyone <laughs> i do kind of appreciate the swing you know it has been a long time yeah. since there was no swap and yeah, I like i'm sure it threw them off their game mm-hmm. yeah i'm hoping that they saw just based on themselves enough to like yes. have a swap on 42 or at least you know what I was surprised about is I thought 42 would have two tribes instead of three I thought they were like yeah, we're they gonna try three tribes with 26 days and two tribes with 26 days and like see how it all shakes out but they did three tribes again which I thought was interesting yeah that'll be curious and yeah I, I agree I hope we see the options I think this twist is a lot more exciting if there's a swap but We'll see. I think it's interesting, too, because already to me, it seems that Drea and Hi is his name, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like they're on different wavelengths than Lindsay, just based off of that, like, 30 seconds they had to decide about what to do and, like, how they handled it versus how she handled it. 
I don't know if I see those three working together super well in the long term. So I feel like it could be like an interesting dynamic if we get to that point, which I hope we do. But we'll see. It's also interesting, like if you're swapped into two tribes and like two of you are on one tribe and one is on the other, do you try and get the yeah. other tribe to vote that person off for to you? vote that person out. Yeah. yeah. There's a risk. Yeah. Definitely. And speaking of risk, um, what does Rob Zestrino call it? Shipwheel Island is back. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know, Brendan. I got bored of Shipfield Island on season 41. So if we go in every episode again, I, uh, it's not going to be it for me, I'm going to be honest. I don't mind the mechanic. I, I think it's just airtime that we don't, we don't need to watch them hike every time. Here's my problem on you know? 41 also, is it was the same thing every time. So they had the opportunity to know exactly what each person was going to do, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if they're allowed to tell. Like, I don't know. We never really see. Oh, no, I guess in 41. I was actually thinking about this because in 41, that first episode, a lot of the premiere was the storytelling about what happened. And that's when, like, no one believed JD. 42, they don't even acknowledge. So I guess it's not going to matter unless we're going to get a flashback. But we have no idea what those three told their tribes happened. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we know they were probably ambushed when they got back. It's just like how things Yeah, of course. I also want someone out there smarter than me to do an analysis of why the 41 cast unanimously chose to do the water challenge on the beach and not the triangles. And also unanimously chose to send men to the summit. And then 42 unanimously chose to send women. And I know at least one of those was random, but I think it was, one of them was random on 41 too. But I'm like, I just find it so interesting. I'm like, why was it both all or nothing? Like, yeah, I find that there's something there. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's curious. For me on 41, the puzzle thing was you only got one shot. And then also on 42. They did adjust that, didn't they? Yeah, you could. it was only one person doing like the barrel yeah. on 42. So I feel like you're further isolated. You know, on a tribe of six people, if two of you yeah. are taken out of things, it's not as bad. But if it's like one person and five are all like bonding. It's just- well, that's like what Mike said. He was like, okay, looking around, like it's obviously going to be me and I don't want to do that. So like, I'm not, I'm just not going to let that even happen, which I think is smart. Yeah, and I think it was smart for him, too, because he's right. It obviously would have been him. And also, he got to be that voice of, like, well, we do things as a team, which I feel like fits his brand, too. So it wasn't even, like, shady. Yeah, Yeah, agreed. Um, I also think, too, like, the people doing, the two people doing the water in four hours had a really hard time finishing. So I don't even know if they had done the water, if it would have been possible. Yeah, I don't know either. I think, like, they had to like carry it on sticks and some shit in 41, but yeah, like you at least. Well, Daniel could have, could have done it and then just like let his arm fall off and then his yeah. arm could have done the other part for him. Honestly, Jonathan could have probably filled it in 15 minutes, so. He is like Superman. Do you think, because he's on yellow, right? He is, yeah, it's orange, I think. I, I feel like orange is the one I have the least insight to strategically, unless there's a major moment I'm forgetting. Well, I think um, because A, orange is going to win out. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I'm thinking yeah. as well. Yeah, I think but that's I also why. wonder if you think that they put Jonathan on Jackson's tribe on purpose, knowing that he might get meta back. Oh, right. That's what happened. Jackson. Mm-hmm. That is such a bummer. I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of confused as to the logistics of 
how and why Jackson was put onto the show at all. I know they said there's an interview. I think, um, was it Mike Bloom said he's going to have an interview coming out with him? Soon. I don't know. I don't remember. Cannot confirm or deny. Um, I know there is a post-game interview coming where there's going to be like some questions answered. I'm really glad. I'm glad that we got to hear his story. I'm glad we got to meet him. I was excited to see more of him. I'm also really glad that production made the decision in the best interest of his safety and Mm -hmm. pulled him. He didn't seem shocked. So I'm glad at least that he didn't. I mean, I'm sure it was heartbreaking, but I'm also glad that he wasn't like visibly resistant or like too surprised by the decision either. Um, but kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I wondered if the 48 hours was always the plan or if it was because yeah. he was complaining that he was, like, dizzy. Um, I think it was yeah. Lindsay who said that. Lindsay made a comment, dizzy like, dizzy for, like, for 10, 10 hours. hours. Yeah. So yeah. I wonder if they were just trying to, like, give him a chance. And it seems like from the conversation he had with Jeff, he was, like, so close to everything being out of his system but, like, if he had yeah. made it through, like, the first couple of days, he would have been fine. But I think that was just, like, a red flag that they couldn't ignore. Yeah, for sure. Um, and also, too, I mean, there's some things I'm sure people will never know about. And not to go into all of it. But there are other documented cases of people going on Survivor and not being forthcoming about meds they were weaning off of or Survivor forcing them to go off of certain medications to be on the show and it not going well. So, glad to see that some progress is being made and there's some transparency and decisions being made in the best interest of the players um you know they really feel i survivor has had a ton of problems in the past but i really feel like there is this feeling like they're trying to go into it like the best intentions kind of as much as they can from every angle and there's still going to be mistakes and there's still going to be work that needs to be done but like it's nice to see um that there's this kind of like for a show that's been on the air for so long this like renewed dedication to like improving and like doing the best for the players and stuff. So I appreciate that. Yeah. And I'm really glad that um, as someone who's like really passionate about like mental health issues and especially like taking the stigma around them, I'm really glad that like Jackson was so open to talking about it. And I feel like in the past survivor has kind of like forced people to be the poster child for certain things. But it seems like he was very open to it and he was, like, happy to, like, get visibility around this conversation and it wasn't something that was, like, forced upon him. But it was still, like, a really great conversation that everyone got to see. Agreed, yeah, because Jeff was kind of like, I wasn't going to say what happened, but Mm -hmm. if you want to talk about it, we, you know, I have no problem. You know, it's up to you. Um, No, so that that was cool to see. But also, yeah, really sad to see Jackson go. I mean, two down in a premiere when the game is 26 days and 18 people, it's a big loss. I mean, that's like when the tribes are six and you lose two in one go, that's really changes uh, the dynamic. So yeah, maybe it'll save us from some bullshit down the line. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No split tribals, please just don't do it. Once the merge hits, I know you got to get rid of people quickly, but it really just messes so much. And I know that's part of the point, but it's... But it's it's the wrong way. I mean, the point should yeah. be to mess up the majority, but it always messes up the minority. So. It always messes up the people who are in the minority, yeah, trying to fight their way in. Um, And then I, I guess, I mean, I, I thought the challenges are, are brutal. They really are still leaning into pushing them to their brink. No food, once again. 
Um, and then the tribe of the hour ends up being the blue tribe, which is a bummer. Um, and I was really, really bummed to see Zach go. Yeah. <laughs> I we knew it was going to happen because they spoiled it. So, I mean, that was kind of lame. I don't know why, like, why include a preview of one of the potential first boots reading an idol clue when you're about to watch two hours, supposedly, like, suspenseful. Like, is she going to get voted out? And it's like, well, no, you just told yeah. me. We haven't seen that happen yet. So, like, yeah. we know she's... That was odd. Yeah, I was curious, too, if they were going to, like, lean into, like, the Rock Troy versus Zach of it all. But, I mean, I it, I also found it strange that other than that conversation we saw with Tori and Drea, like, that wasn't mentioned again, period. Like, no one else said Rock Troy at all. Just realized I'm wrong. <laughs> we saw Drea oh. bring it up to Romeo, and he was like, no, we're not doing Oh, I think Drea says it to Tori, though, too. Because I think what happens was... Yeah, no, I know. But when I said um, when I said that it was never mentioned again, I'm wrong. Because she brought Oh, oh she does, she does, she does. Yes. Yes. Because yeah. yes. I feel like, yeah, like, when Tori goes to Drea, she doesn't throw Zach under the bus. She's like, hey, like, I just heard this happened. And she's like, oh, no, that's not what happened or whatever. But, like, I want to get Roxroy out. And Tori's like, okay. But then back at camp, it's Swathy and Roxroy saying, well, we should get Zach out. Mm-hmm. And then Romeo's like, well, I don't want to get him out, but I don't want it to be me either. So I guess we're doing Zach. And then Drea's like, I want to do Roxroy. And they're like, absolutely not. We're not doing that. So it like really felt like he had nowhere to go. Like, it I do seemed pretty like definitive. The tribe consensus. And Mike Bloom said this too, which was is interesting, is that like Ro- or Romeo and Zach Campbell said, you know, we need yes. to get rid of one of these guys. We can't. And all the women on this tribe are, like, really strong. And Roxroy probably outweighs Romeo and Zach yeah. combined. So, like, it really one of I think Swathi was complaining about Zach on the puzzle, too. Yeah. He was like, I was doing the puzzle so much faster than he was. So, like, he, it sounded like that was a letdown there. And I think, too, he kind of, I don't think Tori would have been willing to really fight for him because he t- warned her that people were talking about her searching for an idol, but I think he maybe misstepped by kind of trying to be like, oh, well, you threw me under the bus. And she's like, I didn't do that. Like, I, like that's not what happened. Like, that's not why people are trying to vote you out. Like, yeah. he might have been the one person willing to try to help him. But like, once that happened, it seemed like that was kind of out the window. Yeah, yeah. Because she, this is really what I was thinking. Is she didn't even mention Roxroy to him. So like, if there was another no. the conversation that wasn't the two of them, the fact that, like, she didn't bring that up to him made me think, like, they had kind of a salty conversation that we yeah. might have saw. Also, her being like, good job on the puzzle today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she clearly was not, not pleased. Um, I feel like that is the interesting thing that happens when it does start as tribes of six. The votes tend to be just much more straightforward because you have so fewer numbers to play with. Like, you don't really have the chance to split votes so mm-hmm. much um because to get the numbers for a majority vote you're probably gonna have to split on someone in the majority and then that gets like really messy so this is probably like the first vote they could have split and they didn't even do that they just went all in on zach so it does make it kind of interesting i feel like part of the reason why the pre-merge of 41 was so entertaining even though there was no swap and they're like 
wasn't a ton of like split votes per se was just because of Chan and Ricard on whatever the hell you are just doing like the craziest, most excessive pre-merge strategy we've seen in 20 years. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> which was like so cool to watch but it was like my what is happening yeah, like this is crazy is but i don't on. know if we're gonna see that again yeah i mean it doesn't seem like it i i it's hard for me to see like a power duo that's gonna form yeah. on this eka tribe from this first episode unless we get like a romeo and drea deal but i don't know it seems yeah it like doesn't Andrea seem like... was open to working with tori yeah. Yeah, it's it is kind of interesting. Like I feel like we still we got a lot of everybody, which is exciting. Like mm-hmm. I like it feeling like it's up in the air. And I feel like that's what 41 did really well early on too. Like they gave us a lot of characters. Not everybody though. Not in the same way they just did for 40. Like it feels like we're getting to know more people this time than 41. <laughs> but like they did give us a lot of people that was mm-hmm. like contenders. But then they all got voted out and we we're like, what's going on? <laughs> yes. So, but like, it does feel like maybe they're going to try to give us more of like an even playing field. Like everyone's kind of playing, which is cool. I mean, that's what's happening. So mm-hmm. hopefully keep us guessing um, on what's going to what's gonna happen. But I do think Blue is in for uh, a couple more tribals potentially. Yeah. <laughs> Just based on how far behind they were in that challenge. Um you never know. It is interesting. But... I do feel like if we get um some challenges that are more geared towards female strength, then Blue will be coasting because yeah. their three women are all very strong. Yeah, I mean that's like Drea was pissed because she was like, I was out doing Rockstar. Like I <laughs> literally was like the only one pushing. I really like Drea a lot. I feel like standouts for me from this cast and this episode drea is definitely up there jenny is up there jenny i like related to so hard because jenny is me at that point. Agree, agree, agree. Literally, <laughs> the first thing when she's like well it's not really about what i want to do it's about what the other two are going to do and they're going to risk it so i can't i was like that is exactly what i would say is exactly yeah. what i would do if you ever end up with me on Shipwheel island and you're wondering if i'm going to risk my vote the answer is no i'm going to protect it yeah, I, I also immediately was like, well, if I'm on Shipwheel Island with Jenny, I'm definitely risking my vote because she's not going to. 100%, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can just tell. Like, is, mm-hmm. if any, like, practical bone in your body, you're going to end up thinking, oh, I should probably just protect my vote. And the way she just took the lead and broke down the triangles, kicked ass at the puzzle in the challenge. I will say, I, didn't we used to do, like, a highlight of the week or something? Oh, we used to do like a, well, we used to do a top and a bottom and then like, well, we did a superlative for when we did, um, on holiday. We did what for on holiday? Superlatives. Oh, okay. Well, I will just say that the highlight of this episode for me was Jenny explaining to her tribe what a triangle is. I really enjoyed that. (laughs) (laughs) Generally, (laughs) having taught math for so long, I was like, I'm living for this. No one knows what triangle is. No, that was great. It was kind of funny, too. Her being like, you guys aren't done. What do you mean you're done? You can't be done. Yeah. No, I thought that was so funny. And it's kind of, I mean, like, maybe just because I'm, like, a nerdy person. Like, I used to do brain teasers like that. So, like, I see something like that and immediately I'm like, 
oh yeah, like there's going to be triangles within triangles and you have to make sure you keep track. Like I was kind of there yeah. too. So people started saying, I'm done. Like it's 11. I was like, wait a minute, what? Like wh- how do you think that? Like there's no way. If it's flat on top and not pointed, it's it's not three sides. It's not a triangle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, that was great. I, I'll give a shout out to Daniel too for knowing the Stephanie LaGrosa. He knows his survivor, knows mm-hmm. the Stephanie LaGrosa reference. And like, really, I mean, like, it was uncomfortable to see him standing there with his shoulder clearly like inches lower than his other one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And not for nothing, I was convinced at the end of the episode that we were not going to get a tribal council, that we were going to get strategy, and then it was going to be a hard cut to Daniel getting pulled from the game because his shoulder did not look okay after that immunity challenge. It looked like it was right back to being out. So yeah. I am nervous about that moving forward for him, that it's going to cause a problem because it did not look good. Yeah, no, and but he's on the team too, so I would keep an eye on that shoulder. <laughs> he is, I know, and he's got such a great story. Yeah, I I feel like too, um, like, we heard, I think he said this, and Zach has said this, like, since the game, but, like, there are people on this season, and maybe 41, too, who are kind of like, I'm just happy to be here for the experience. Like, I don't care yeah. when I go. I'm, and I wonder if that's, like, a COVID thing, or if it's, like, everyone's a super fan, you know? But, like, there's definitely a different perspective, and I wonder how it will change the voting, because I think that... It was interesting on 41, like, the way the voting went and stuff like that and, like, the way people were forming alliances. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's, like, the big thing coming out of 41 was there was a little bit of a disconnect, it seemed, between some of the positivity that was on the show wasn't, like, quite as positive, it seemed. Like, there was more hard feelings when people got voted out than was let on. And, like, mm-hmm. that was something that I think came out in post-game, which, like, does happen from time to time. But I feel like normally the show, like, leans into that more as, like, drama. But they kind of tried to focus on, like, the positive part. And then it was, like, jarring when you read about, like, how people were really feeling. And you were like, whoa. <laughs> like, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, so I am curious, like, how that is different or the same this time around. Because it does seem like a group that is, again, like, very happy to be there. Like, ready to play hard, but, like, just very excited to be around. Although I will say that like Roxroy camp moment was like the most classic, like curmudgeon-y survivor mm-hmm. camp building moment we've had in a long time. <laughs> it reminded me of my upstate boy, um, Pat. Oh, yeah. I can't remember now. Self-made. That's his. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It reminded me of him. And he did seem like he was going to turn it around, but we like, Never yeah. got the chance to see it play out, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah. I hope Roxroy can turn it around. I feel like he, Maybe talk, when, he, he when he gave his confessional about it, I'm like, you should share this because people will understand. Yeah, I think he gave himself his the answer in the confessional when he was like, well, this is so much harder than, you know, taking care of my kids at home, but these are adults. And I was like, that is the answer right Mm -hmm. there. Cause you're not home. And these are, I know they're young, but they're not kids. Mm -hmm. So just remember that and you'll be okay. Yeah. And they didn't come here cause like they want a tribe dad, you know, like. Yeah. They want to have their their own own independent survivor experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully they can work that out. 
And hopefully, I mean, I do think Lou is in trouble and I, they're definitely, they're not going to be a one and done tribal council. I hope they don't go a ton, but I'm sure we will see them back there at least once before. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And then the other thing about this new, since we didn't talk about it on 41, um, since we didn't podcast on 41, um, <laughs> this, this new um, idol thing is if you go out there and you're risking your game to like search for an idol, you find an idol and you lose your vote. Yeah. And it's I not even an idol. <laughs> Love that. I do think too, like that's what my mom, she was really pulling for Zach watching this episode and she saw him looking for it. She said, maybe he'll find something. And I said, well, you should hope he doesn't. Because if he finds it, it's actually going to hurt him because until you get to a challenge, until the other two people find it, it's not in play. So, and you're going to not have a vote. Although maybe they changed that, but I don't think so. It sounds like it's back in exactly the same way. And again, I don't think it's necessarily like a totally horrible idea, but I feel like it's a weird thing. Again, everyone's always like, oh, there's too many idols. Now it's like, oh, you're complaining about there not being enough idols. But I feel like it's a weird thing to put on the immunity idol. Like I feel like for another advantage or something, but to make like the only way you can get an idol be through this. And then the whole power of an idol is like no one knowing you have it. And then it takes that away. And then not only does it take that away, you can't until you get you know it's just like it's a lot I also feel like if you're going to do some sort of like indicator at the challenge you should have to say it once for it to like switch on you shouldn't have to say it every single challenge yeah and that's the problem with it being so outlandish like the phrases where it's like like what is happening and they don't even say it the right way like they're not even like, technically, no one should have had an idol activated on 41 because none of them said the exact phrase because yeah. they're starving and they can't remember it. Like, they said something vaguely close. I was actually thinking about that where I was like, I wonder, like, legally, like, when they talk about, like, having to follow the rules, like, was there a disclaimer? Like, if they get close enough, we'll count it because none of them said the exact phrase, but they still counted it. I also wonder, like, okay, <clears throat> Brendan, you are on Survivor 43. You are in a good position in your tribe, right? You're not worried at all. You feel great. You have yeah. this idol. Oh, my God. I purposely don't say it, and I block other people from being able to vote. I've actually the, thought about that. The worry is if one of them gets voted out, you're just fucked, right? Yeah. I mean, that almost happened last time when Brad got voted out. It was like, well, I guess that's dead. But then it just so happened that Jeannie found it again, and then. Shannon Ricard I don't even know how swindled her out of it but um yeah no that's like it is risky but I I was thinking about that where I was like if you find it and you're like well I don't really if you're on the blue tribe and you're like not that worried I would just go to the challenge and like listen to who's saying it and be Mm -hmm. like all right well if we swap I know you don't have a vote (laughs) and I guess you don't have a vote either but it's like I don't know like it's it's really an interesting thing where like if you get the impression that other people know about this idol, like if you see two people on a tribe talking about it, then you definitely know like, Oh my God, that whole tribe knows this is how idols work. Why would you out yourself? Like it's so risky. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, I guess like they can't do it again on 43 because like, wouldn't you just not even open it? Agreed. 
Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like it gives me hope because like, I think it's a cool thing to explore. I don't think they've hit the nail on the head, but if it's something they kind of want to keep doing, like, I think it's cool to start here. I think the amulet thing is kind of like one evolution further on this idea. I guess I'll have a hard time doing that again because now everyone's going to be skeptical if you do a part of a challenge that's like away from people. But like, I don't know. They they can figure out ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do yeah. think it's cool, especially when there's not a swap. But like we never really saw that payoff on 41. So hopefully we see a payoff here. And like Prisoner's Dilemma is like the easiest thing to hack. So like do some different things. You know what I thought was cool? Um, which reminded me of this mountain thing and like me being annoyed last season, having them like do the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And like everyone knew what it was was on Island of Secrets, like, the South Africa, I think it was season seven of South Africa, Island of Secrets, they would go to the island, and sometimes you'd be like, oh, here's a bowl of candy, and sometimes it'd be like, oh, here's an advantage that you're going to have to work for. It was a different thing. Yeah, I agree. I feel like they could swap, switch it up. I get that it's just about getting, like, extra votes and stuff, but it does get, it just gets, like, messy quick. Um... And I don't think anyone's ever lost their vote from it. Um, yeah, I don't think so either. Didn't San- did Xander go when he didn't have a vote anyway? I can't remember. Because Xander got an extra vote, but then he lost his vote because of the idol. So he had an extra yeah. vote he couldn't use. Yeah, but when you said they sent there's the strongest guy from each tribe, they must have sent Xander then. They did. They sent it was Xander, yeah. uh, Oh, but he, he didn't have the idol yet. So he, like... He didn't have the idol yet, no. So he got, like, the extra vote, but then he found the idol, and it was like, oh, <laughs> I can't use either of these. <laughs> not only do I not have an idol, and not only do I not have a vote, I also can't use my extra vote <laughs> for the entire pre-merge. Yeah. Um, it was kind of funny looking back. I wonder if that, like, in some... Well, I guess he eventually he got his idol, but that was, like, right before the merge. I wonder if that hurt him at all in terms of like him trying to have to claim to be clued into strategy because they're like, you literally couldn't vote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you survived, but like you couldn't really make any decisions because you had no vote the entire time. Yeah. Which is interesting though, because it's part of it is like the way you come off and like represent your game versus yeah. like what people, because I mean, it's not like Erica claimed that she was making every decision or anything. She. Like she never went to tribal before the merge. So <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no, it's really about, yeah, matching how the jury, I feel like the jury just, I mean, the jury, if you can give the jury a good surprise that they believe, that's good. But where you really go wrong is where you try to present some version of yourself that they disagree with because they do not want to be told they're wrong. They've made up their mind. They've decided who you are. <laughs> but the show did that with Xander too, which frustrated me. Yeah. Like Xander was getting confessionals where he was like, I did this whole thing. And we were like, we literally saw you do none of it. Like, I don't know. The editing of last season was very confusing. <laughs> I think they really tried to do like a surprise. Like the they really wanted to hide it. We Erica all love so that it was... season 38. So let's have another. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they wanted to really throw diversions on who was going to win. And they, they maybe went too far. So I am, I am curious too. I mean, Erica was also a winner where they could do that. She was under the radar. So I'm curious, you know, we don't know what kind of winner we're going to have. We don't know what kind of season it's going to be. So 41 mm-hmm. was, you know, it, crazy and twisty, but actually one idol played the entire time. Yeah. 
not that many advantages actually really used. Mm-hmm. You know, like a majority alliance that controlled most of the game once the merge hit, you know, like it actually ended up being a pretty classic, straightforward-ish season with a winner who was really under the radar. So like, who knows what 42 is going to be. There also is like the whole element of, which I don't really want to say anything flagrant here. I don't know all the details, but it was pretty clear that the show didn't want to show Heather. <laughs> I don't know yes. what was going it was on very there. strange. But I think that also hurt Erica's edit. I mean, Heather was the person she spent the most time It's like her number one ally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when your number one ally is like completely erased from the show. <laughs> right. They go to four and like whether or not they stay becomes like a big deal. It like really helps hurts understanding where your story is going. And that's what, but I also, I hope, I think like, I mean, they said Jeff, it got cut, but like after the hourglass twist, there was like a long discussion with the cast at tribal council about like why this was a bad idea. And Jeff listened. And so it sounds like, you know, they know they're experimenting. They know they're trying new Mm -hmm. things but they're also kind of listening to like what's working, what's not working. So like, I'm excited to see the game continue to evolve. I feel like they've got a really great framework. They've got a great cast. I like the yeah, challenges so far. 43 and 44, which is exciting. Yeah, we know we're getting more. Mm-hmm. Um, And I am excited. I'm excited to see where it goes. And like, I'm excited to be surprised. Like I'm trying not to be fearful of what they're going to do with Twist. Like I'm trying to be excited by the unpredictability of it. Um. And just like hoping to that whatever does happen are things that enable the cast to shine and do cool things. And it doesn't like stifle people too much. Yeah, I agree. And I do think like, I know this was like um, birthed out of necessity a little bit, but I'm also happy they're trying new things. I don't know that we need to continue to see the same exact new things back to back, you know, but it's just like kind of how it has to shake out this time. Um, we'll see like as the season evolves, if it seems like they scratch things or like whatever. Um, so hopefully, I mean, it does seem at least in terms of editing where they like actually could do something about it. Like things are yeah. a little better. So I, I do have high hopes for this season and I love the cast. I'm, I'm excited. I agree. I'm excited as well. And we're going to podcast on it. Um, I think we're going to put out new episodes every Monday. That's what we do, right? That sounds good. I mean, we're going to try and record on Thursdays. Yeah. So Monday should be. Yeah, so we'll put out. It's up to you. I don't do shit other than, like, sit here and talk. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, we'll put out new episodes every Monday. This was kind of our easing back in, so a little more free form. But we'll have more of a structure and more of, like, a detailed like episode recap where we're not trying to get through two years of our life and another season <laughs> that we totally missed and once we really start to dive into these characters and the season um and we'll just kind of like take it from there yeah i mean it all sounds good it's a clean slate for survivor a clean slate for us just moving forward yeah a, cl- a clean slate honestly like uh a, what do we drop the four keep the one that's yeah. Drop the. I was gonna say drop the survivor, keep the wild cards, but that's not quite right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, but on that note, I guess we will wrap up our returning episode. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening to the Survivor Wild Cards, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Survivor WC Pod. 
and subscribe and rate on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and whatever, wherever podcasts are found, basically. Um, we put out new episodes every Monday and we'll see you next time. Smell you later. <laughs> Nailed it. Live, love, probes. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.